Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. holidays my friends and i know straight away i know what the internet does it's like it's not christmas day just yet no it's not when it comes to ups and downs and when it comes to aew dynamite this was the christmas xmas holiday special so i have put on my christmas hat don't you get mad at the things i decide to put on my head i lost my hair many years ago but it's one of the few things i have left hello yes my name is simon miller and you have tuned in to ups and downs because you want to know was aew dynamite any good or did it absolutely suck I don't know, and you don't know, and your nan don't know, and your mum don't know, and the only person that does is this, the finger of power. Sometimes people are like, Simon, that's not a real thing. Oh yeah? Watch this. Shouldn't have done it. I mean, yeah, it is, it's just my hand. Bless up those doubts. Cole versus Orange Cassidy was the first match on AEW Dynamite this week, and because they've been feuding for a while, it certainly did feel like it had some momentum. Also, it's one of those points that if I had told you at the start of 2021, we're going to see Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy, you would have ripped my arm off because you would have thought I was talking nonsense. It has been quite the year. Adam Cole, of course, did his whole Adam Cole Bay Bay thing. Or as I wrote down when I was making notes, Adam Cole Bar Bar. As if he was a sheep. And if he does start doing that, he is not going to be the same character. Orange Cassidy then went to respond in kind by putting his hands in his pockets. But my word, Adam Cole reacted to that as if he had just been slapped around the face. He was super duper mad. And after this, if you can believe it, they start to have a technical wrestling match. And the reason they did this is because even though he does it time and time again, people seem to forget that Orange Cassidy is a really good wrestler. So every time he does this, he's like, ha ha, I may have the gimmick, but I also know what I'm doing in a 20-foot ring. Adam took over for a little while and then flexed to let us know that he was in control, as you do, but he screwed this up when they were both fighting on the top rope because Orange Cassidy pushed him off and he hit a crossbody for a near two. 
And this is when the young buck started to walk towards the ring. Brandon Cutler joined them too and I started laughing because he must have been murked in around about 3.2 seconds. And the best friends also must have been watching on from backstage because they ran out and they made sure that they applied smart wrestling maths. They balanced the numbers and they got rid of them down the road. After this, we saw about every single move under the sun, as well as the piece of fruit kicking out of the Panama sunrise because Adam Cole was too arrogant and he didn't do another good cover. And then we had another great near finish because Orange Cassidy hit the beach break and we got a one and we got a two, but we didn't get the three. You could just feel like something was coming and boy, howdy was it? Because at this juncture, Bobby Fish swam towards the ring and he was basically casting distraction, distraction and using all of his MP, which is when the referee was distracted and who appeared behind Orange Cassidy to absolutely kick his ass. Carlo flipping Riley. This allowed Cole to hit the boom knee and get the victory. And then, yeah, we saw Bobby Fish, Adam Cole, and Kyle Riley standing in an AEW ring together. The undisputed era, and straight away my wrestling nerd stuff was going crazy because I was like, oh my gosh, Adam Cole, he's going to split up for the Young Bucks. We can have a trios match, or maybe we involve the best friends too, and we have a trio triple threat match. Can you imagine how good that's going to be? This was teased as well because when the Young Bucks did come out here, they were like, man, Adam Cole, what's going on you didn't tell us about this why aren't you our friend anymore and make sure you put it in your wrestling books that the new undisputed era we're not going to call them that but i'm going to call that for now also beat up the best friends so we've now got this massive triangle one last surprise of 2021 right it is getting it up and then adam page and brian danielson was here I mean, wunderbar. The cowboy kicked things off by saying that he was so close to winning the match last week, but ultimately he didn't because it did end in a draw. So when he had his world championship handed back to him, he's never felt less like a champion. I just wanted to put my arm around him and go, hang man, it's going to be okay. Scruff his hair up a little bit, give him a kiss and make sure he gets back to foyer. Danielson then interrupted, don't forget counters coming in 2022, and said Adam Page shouldn't be disappointed, and the only person that should be disappointed is him, because he should be the world champion right now. He then insulted the fans, because that's what he's want to do, but he doesn't care about any of this, because he's talked to Tony Khan, and the rematch is happening in two weeks on Dynamite, when they move to TBS. He understands why he wasn't victorious last time, and it's because he had too many big matches leading into his biggest fight, so he's not going to do that again. And he also said, just in case it does go to a draw, which it is not, I have gone out there and I have made sure judges will be at ringside so they will make a verdict and there will definitely be a winner. I kind of like that too, because even though there's no way the second one is going to end in a tie, now just maybe, just maybe we've planted the seed that it could do. And that's all you ever need to do. Present the scenario and then go somewhere else. Page fight back that Brian probably should pay these guys in advance because there's no way they're going to make their money on the night because he shall retain his title properly this time. And these two just got really good chemistry. It was just like, I'm gonna do some promoing and then I'm gonna do some promoing back. But it makes me excited about the match and I'm massively intrigued to see what they're gonna do. I mean, honestly, they probably could have both gone out there and just made goat noises at each other. So like, yeah, and then yeah. And I'd still be like, this is the best thing ever. I know, I'm a massive geek. What are you going to do about it? We then went to the back where MGF was thanking FTR for all of their help, but also saying, Wardlow, what do I pay you for? Your protection absolutely sucks. So now we're teasing that as well. Hands up if you're ready for the Wardlow face turn in 2022. Maxwell then turned his attention to CM Punk and promised to retire him. And of course, we are going to get that six-man tag. Wardlow, I think they must have heard this, 
And he used his rage because he marched to the ring. He saw Sean Dean standing there. He powerbombed him four times. And he just beat him. Spears then jumped in and wrecked him with a chair because he's an absolute asshole and he wants to steal the spotlight. Especially because when Wardlow was going for powerbomb three or four, he was like, stop it, stop it, just pin him. So I tell you what's going to happen here. Eventually Wardlow is going to lose his mind. He's going to beat up Sean Spears. He'll then beat him in a match as he slowly makes his way to MJF. And this implosion is going to be absolutely wonderful. I'm enjoying the slow burn. It is getting it up. Had a really good video building up Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes for the TNT title that's happening on Rampage. And I think Dan Lambert, who was sitting in the crowd, must have heard this and gone, man, I refuse to accept this. Because he stood up and he started cutting a promo. If you can believe it. Dan Lambert is probably the rookie of the year. 50 years old. He once again went on this tirade that Tony Khan is just backing up his boys, hence why Cody Rhodes does have a title shot, whereas Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky have been brilliant, and yet they ain't getting no opportunities. He then said Cody was a bigger dick than he was, and I laughed because I'm about seven years old, and then he basically sat down and said that in 2022, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are going to get theirs. I really like these three for the record. They just have something to them, and I also hope when we do get to next year... We find a way to utilize them more. But this was just kind of there. It was a short segment. And it reminded you that on Rampage, we get in TNT title action. Britt Baker and her posse were then having a Christmas dinner backstage. And as always, Britt Baker has no idea that Jamie Hayter basically does hate her and will turn on her very soon. But before that, she has to fight Riho at Battle of the Belts. And she doesn't even care about that because she's going to win. I mean, that probably is going to happen. And then after the fact, maybe Jamie does something bad. So it's going to be a crappy Christmas for you. All of this too was leading up to a video to advertise the Owen Hart Cup tournament. And honestly, I don't know who's cut onions around here, but we had a bunch of wrestlers telling us how much Owen Hart meant to them and how he inspired their career. This was flipping terrific. Once again confirmed that it starts in 2022 and culminate at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. And I cannot wait for this. This is what wrestling is all about. Finding a way to remember and respect the guys that came before us and built the scene and have a legacy. And Owen Hart probably deserves that more than anyone. This is a little special piece of footage. And it's getting up. Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho was next for the semi-finals of the TBS tournament. I want to make two things very clear. I really like Nyla Rose. I really like Ruby Soho. But when it came to this match, I was just in one of those kind of moods. It had way too much interference. And in terms of when they were fighting, it was yet another good match in this tournament. And Nyla Rose, because she is a massive asshole, attacked Ruby Soho during her entrance and used that to her advantage. But of course, Vicky Guerrero was on the outside. And I swear, she was just hitting her interference gland like it was about to expire. Because this only happened with a fracas around the steel steps. When Nyla Rose had gone, screw it, I'm going to use a steel chair and had Ruby drop kick it back into her face. Vicky Guerrero was just going crazy to the point the referee was distracted. So Vicky went, foop, and she pushed Roby off the top rope. This then resulted in a really good near fall after Rose did that dropping knee flying thingamajig that she does do. But then Ruby Soho had the dragon sleeper on. So Vicky Guerrero was like, no, no, no. And she was flubbing, interfering again. Now look, fair play. This led to a beast bomb where we had an even better near fall. I was a bit like, man, we probably could have done these near falls without Vic Guerrero. After Soho had kicked out of that as well, I think Nyla was going to do something terrible to her off the top rope because she was pissed off, but kind of out of nowhere. Soho did hit the no future kick knee thing and she got the one, two, three. So I shall say this. In terms of in-ring action, I'm absolutely going to give it an up. And once again, this tournament has been fabu. 
But yeah, by the time Vicky Guerrero interfered for the 9,000th time, I was like, I don't need it. And I get it, because it's teaching you bad things won't always mean you're going to be a victory. Maybe Nyla Rose, you should choose a different way. But you know how it is. Sometimes you watch wrestling matches, sometimes distractions and interferences are great. And sometimes you're like, you know what? I didn't need it. Also, as we have got to this point as well, I just want to make a quick aside about the idiot, the fool, the moron, the schmuck, the schmeral that brought a transphobic sign just to hold it up when Nyla Rose came to the ring. Let's just make things nice and simple and we can move on. If you supported this sign, if you think this sign was funny, if you too would bring a sign like this, turn the video off, go away, never watch ups and downs again, because I don't need you. Trans, gay, straight, it doesn't matter who you are, wrestling is for everyone, bar none. Then my man Griff Garrison was here, and I tell you, he'd gone crazy. I was like, Griffy boy, what are you doing? Why did you call out Malachi Black last week? And why was your strategy here? Well, I'm just going to run at him with all the fury of a thousand sons. This poor guy basically got killed. I mean, I'm not sure what he was expecting to happen here because this was the equivalent of challenging a serial killer. And after he had been wrecked for a little bit, he did pull out this wonderful dive that was Darby Allen-esque. But even then, man, you were fighting Malachi Black. He was just punching him and kicking him and working over his knee to the point he started walking around like a pirate. It all built to Malachi pretending he was going to hit the Black Mass, but instead he locked in a leg lock. Unfortunately, Griff Garrison had to tap out. And I was like, Griff, man, I feel sorry for you, dude. You, you did what you had to do, and you stood up for your posse. But this did not go well at all. Brian Pillman then ran in to try and help his friend, but he got booted right in the jaw. And Malachi Black honestly stood there like some kind of psycho that had wiped out an entire planet. And I have no idea where this is going. I just find it so intriguing. I thought Griff Garrison especially had a terrific performance, especially given what his MO was meant to be. So I'm giving it an up. And seriously, what the flubbins is this maniac going to do in 2022? And that rhymes, so now I'm happy. You won't believe what happened next either. And I'm going to try and say all of this with a straight face. Because we went backstage where we saw Matt Hardy in private party. And Matt Hardy was all like, I know the Jurassic Express are in line for an AEW title shot. But instead, I want to have a tag team match against them on Rampage where private party are going to pound their ass. We then cut to the Jurassic Express. I'm laughing. I failed miserably. And Jungle Boo went, nobody's pounding my ass. And I was like, why am I for? Why am I for? Why am I giggling at this stuff? But it was really funny. So we are going to see that tomorrow night on Rampage. And I am still waiting here for the Christian Cage heel turn. Because I can just smell it. And then, my friends, we may have had the most wonderful, heartwarming, fuzzy, fuzzy, tum-tum match of the year. I mean, if wrestling is all about paying homage and playing respect and just having a bunch of fun, then CM Punk, Sting, Darby Allin, MJF and FTR all deserve some kind of award. This was great. I mean, it even started great because Punk came out with Surfer Sting face paint on. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. And then Sting came out and he had done his face paint as a nice little tribute to CM Punk too. And I still cannot believe, if you had ever told me the CM Punk and Sting were going to cross paths in wrestling, I would have gone, no, they're not. I wouldn't have spat on you. That's a terrible thing to do. I wouldn't have done it. But I never would have believed it in a thousand years. And here we are once again in 2021, and it's staring me right in the face. Aside of that, it was just an excellent match too, with the story being that MJF wanted no part of CM Punk. So even though they were both in there to start the thing, MJF just tagged out straight away. And then later on, where it looked like it was going to happen again, Maxwell not only left the ring, 
but he ran through the crowd. So fair play to get that, he gets beer to heal. Sting was soon in and everybody started to leg it, which is absolutely the way you should play Sting. It should be like, who the hell is that guy? But at some points we were having Sting versus MGF, which I was really enjoying. And I think around this point, Darby Allen was like, well, why am I being left out? So he did this crazy dive onto everyone. I am never going to understand that, man. This was bad wrestling math, though, because, of course, it was now him against three people and they beat him up. But the reason we did this is to build to a somewhat hot tag two sting. And because we were in Greensboro, which was basically WCW territory, everybody went nuts and I couldn't help it. I plugged myself in and I was ready to go. Sting, too, must be lying about his age because there's no way a man over 60 should be this good. I mean, at one point, he climbed to the top rope and he dived on his three adversaries who were on the outside. Sting, I think, is 62 or 63, and I can do that now, and I tell you, I ain't 63. From here as well, it was just such a well-worked match, and the reason you should go and watch it is just to appreciate the timing and just to appreciate how everything comes together. Like it's proper chef's kiss. I really regret doing that. Nobody wants to do the chef's kiss. Somebody fire me out of a cannon. I went silly again after MJF had DDT'd Sting. And he just stood up like, man, I'm Sting. You're not going to do that to me. But then, oh my gosh, he grabbed Maxwell and he tossed him over the top rope. And while FDR <laughs> tried to catch him, MJF landed straight on his head. And I was like, well... That's it, he's dead. Thankfully, he is okay, but I tell you, I was having to worry. We then saw the beauty of friendship too, because Punk was about to hit Maxwell with the GTS, but Dax pushed him out the way. <laughs> but I swear, that guy is definitely going to regret it, because he then got hit by the go to sleep. He then got hit by the Scorpion death drop. He then got hit by this incredible coffin drop, which was like three quarters away across the ring. Punk then pinned him. The good guys had done it. Mr. Burns had won it this was so damn good and it was just so much fun i will say that till my dying day wrestling is meant to be fun that's all it is you tune it in and you go and you have a great time i mean not like that that sounded like a dying cat but this was the epitome of fun and that's why i am giving it the strongest damn up I mean, that's not technically true. Just go and watch it yourself. Which brought us to the end of another AEW Dynamite. And I had a great time. It was all Christmas themed. It put me in the mood. And again, we just took the last 30 minutes of the show and said, why don't we go out there and have a good time? Because when wrestlers are having a good time, fans are having a good time, it's getting it up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.